What's up, sister friends? We are jumping in to Fuel Your Workout, the second episode in this series. Today, we are talking about what to eat after you move. I am stoked to dive into this, and I have to tell you guys, this is the thing about nutrition. There is so much information out there, and there's so many details and ways to biohack your body that even I forget. I do this for a living, and I can't retain all this information. So full disclaimer and like little confession here, as I was preparing for this podcast, you know, I pull out my notes, all my resources and my books, I'm going over everything, writing down the outline. And then I came across this one fact, which I'll dive into today. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm doing this wrong. (laughs) All of that to say that today we're going to be talking about sports nutrition 101, what to eat after you exercise. Guys, it's a lot of information in here, but I want you to take the pieces that help you and the pieces that overwhelm you, just let it go. Nutrition is our lifeline and it's here to support us. And I'm bringing you like the science and the fun facts, but I just want to remind you guys, This is supposed to be helpful. We need to make sure all of our food choices are tied to our values and that we're supporting our health through our values. And guys, this brings me to empowered eating. I've talked about this over and over again on the podcast, but I cannot stress it enough. I believe wholeheartedly in empowered eating. There's so much nutrition information out there and it's really easy to get like lost in it and feel like you're a failure or you're doing it wrong. But when we are an empowered eater, we can take that information, use it when it serves us, forgive ourselves when it doesn't, and learn to eat in ways that support our lifestyle and our circumstance. I am an empowered eater and I love it. So when I was preparing for this and I noticed that I am actually not preparing post-workout snacks to the best of my ability instead of beating myself up and going into a shame spiral thinking like come on Jess you're a freaking sports dietitian you should get this I just kind of said oh oh yeah that's a cool fact I'm going to integrate that this week and do a better job and this is where empowered eating lets us stay guys if you want help walking towards that empowered eating place my e-course feel her awesome food foundations on sale this month and this month only i really wanted to give y'all access to this so i took 50 dollars off that's going to be good through the end of july enter summer steel exclamation point s-u-m-m-e-r-s-t-e-a-l exclamation point at checkout it'll take 50 dollars right off the top going through that e-course is going to help you take series like this and information like this and maximize the use of it because it helps you lay your own individualized food foundation based on your values based on your vision of your healthiest self based on your biofeedback we talk about interoceptive awareness how to integrate that with nutrition knowledge like i'm bringing you on the podcast today And then every single person that signs up gets an individualized fuel plan. This is my bubble system, my daily food checklist. Anyone that's enrolled will be sent their customized fuel plan based on you. So yeah, check it out. Head over to JessBrownRD.com, click on courses, enter summer steel exclamation point at checkout. All right, without further ado, let's dive into today and talk about how we can refuel to repair and rebuild our muscles after our sweat sessions. So excited for this, guys. Here we go. Hey girl, you are amazing and you possess this unique inner awesome that the world so desperately needs. And guess what? Your body size has nothing to do with that. But I get it. I spent way too many years living in insecurity and I have spent the last decade working with women just like you who have struggled with the same. And when it comes down to it, I think our amazingness becomes all too easily eclipsed by two things. Body bullying, which in turn impacts how we take care of our body. 
Whether it's over or under eating, over exercising or not moving at all, moving from dieting to anti-diet culture, girl, the pendulum just keeps swinging. I started this podcast because it's time to break up with body bullying and find a way to live balanced in your body. I'm Jess, a body bully warrior, registered dietitian, and food freedom guru. I believe that when we stop letting culture define health, beauty, and what we should and shouldn't eat, we are finally free to live in our own bodies. This podcast is just one of the many resources I have for you ladies. Be sure to head on over to JessBrownRD.com. Check out my ebook, e-course, supplements, meal plans. Guys, I've got so much more for you, and I'm adding to that list on the daily. Are you ready to channel your inner awesome at a whole nother level? Grab a cup of coffee, lace up those running shoes, and let's dive in to today's show. All right, we're talking about what to eat after. This is my favorite. Actually, all nutrition things are my favorite. I think I probably say that at least once a podcast. So I'm aware, right? Like awareness is the first step. (laughs) But this is no joke. One of the coolest things to talk about, and that is structuring your post-workout snack or meal to maximize the training adaptations from whatever you're doing during your sweat session. And this is also fun to talk about because I don't know if you guys are like this, but a lot of times when I work out, I go in and like halfway, three quarters of the way through, I'm like, what am I going to eat after this? Like I start getting excited. There's something about working hard and knowing that there's something delicious waiting for you at the end of it. It's just, yeah, it excites me. And that's amplified if I don't eat before I work out. So (laughs) I talked about that a little bit on last podcast, feel your workout, what to eat before you exercise. But yeah, today we're talking about the after, the fun part, the how do we repair, refuel, and rebuild. Before I dive into exactly what to eat, I want to talk about the background and why it's so important to have a post-exercise snack or meal. There are two primary responses that happen after you exercise. So number one, there's an immunosuppressive response, and this can last up to 24 hours. This is because when we exercise, there is an increase in inflammation within our bodies. I mean, obviously, we're pushing our body beyond its comfortable capacity. So the body has to react and there's this shift in metabolic activity towards your exercise and it then pulls away from basic metabolic function, which includes the immune system. I'll never forget when I learned this the hard way. In Albuquerque, we have this incredible trail. It's called the Lalu's Hiking Trail. It's about, it's like seven to nine miles, kind of depending on where you start, from the base of our mountain all the way to the top. It's an insane elevation climb. Really cool terrain changes the whole way. Beautiful trail. Well, I did this, and it had been a while since I'd hiked, but that wasn't going to stop me from doing it. So I just went ahead, I did it, and then I remember I came home, and I hit the ground running. Like, we were on to the next thing. So I made a quick smoothie. I think I grabbed a bar, and then we were off out the door to do the rest of our Saturday thing. Well, then four o'clock rolls around and I am starving. (laughs) So hungry. It's like all that glycogen depletion just caught up with me. But we are out and about. And so we weren't going to be able to get dinner until like six or seven o'clock. So we get to dinner six or seven o'clock. I had a big meal because I was so hungry. But the next day I woke up and kind of hit the ground running again. But what I didn't do was take time to replenish the energy I had expended after that hike. And boy, did I feel it. That Monday morning I woke up and I was the sickest I had been in years, years. Now this was pre-COVID, so it wasn't anything like that. But I did catch something that Sunday and it knocked me out for about a week. For me, I don't typically get sick that often, but I do think in this case, it was because I did not take care of my body. My immune system was suppressed 
And I set myself up to not have a line of defense that I normally would have had because I was in that immunosuppression state. And I picked up a bug that really knocked me out for a whole week. So it was a bummer and something that I really want clients to know because I don't want them to learn that hard way (laughs) that you've got to refuel and repair because if you don't, the body's going to have to sacrifice other normal metabolic functions like keeping your immune system up and running and functioning and being a strong line of defense. So that's number one, immunosuppressive response for about 24 hours. And then the second thing that happens after we exercise is that the body has a catabolic response or it's in this place where it's breaking things down. This has to do with the increase in cortisol, epinephrine, norepinephrine, and glucagon, all of these hormones that are catabolic hormones. So they pull glycogen, muscle, they're reaching for fuel to repair and restore what you have spent during your workout. You're going to hear me talk about glycogen a lot on this podcast. So glycogen in short is your stored glucose or your stored carbohydrate. And we store it in a lot of different places in our body. We store it in our liver. We store it in our muscle cells. When we exercise, our body pulls from those glycogen stores. And it's going to continue to pull from that for 30 to 60 minutes after the workout. Now this sets us up for a potential net loss of muscle mass. And that's even amplified by the fact that we lose something called branch chain amino acids, which these are specific proteins that are digested directly in your muscles. So this recipe of glycogen breakdown, increased branch chain amino acid utilization, now we've been set up to break our body down for additional fuel. That is actually amplified when we go into the workout with low carbohydrate intake because we're actually going in with a deficit. And again, if you want more info on what to eat before, make sure you tune into yesterday's podcast, Fuel Your Workout, What to Eat Before. So this is the body's natural response to exercise. It's to break everything down. And think about it from your body's perspective. I mean, the body's goal is homeostasis. It wants to stay in balance. So when you push it to the max or you take your body on a long run or a long hike, like in my case, when I hiked the La Luz, I'm pushing my body outside of that homeostatic space and it's going to do whatever it can to get back to a comfortable place. It wants to replenish those glycogen stores and maintain balanced blood sugar to keep, you know, keep with basic metabolic activity, it wants to restore your immune system. And if we don't give it food or we don't give it fuel to do that, it's going to pull from our insides. I have this really gross analogy that I use to like scare people into eating because, you know, I think sometimes I figure that our culture uses scare tactics to get us to buy things like, you know, whatever latest keto product there is or cleanse or detox program. So I'm kind of like, well, if you can't beat them, join them. So I'm going to use scare tactics too. And when you don't eat after you exercise, it is literally your body cannibalizing itself. Like it's breaking down its own meat to provide fuel rather than just eat meat from somewhere else or, you know, if you're vegetarian, don't eat meat, but eat some sort of protein to prevent your body from cannibalizing itself. So yeah, there's that for you. (laughs) Eat after you exercise so you don't cannibalize yourself. (laughs) And then there's a few things that happen in women specifically that is different from men. And it's important that we know this because it's going to change how we eat and what we eat afterwards. And honestly, make it more important that we get some grub immediately, which I don't know about you guys, but I needed this information. I mean, I remember years ago working out with my husband and we're big workout buddies, which is really fun for me. It's like, that's our date. I know that's weird, but that's like our thing is we like to go work out together. I always say couples who sweat together, stay together. Wink, wink. Get it? (laughs) 
But we used to go work out, and after the workout, his immediate thought was, let's go get a giant breakfast burrito. In his mind, he was like, we worked so hard. I want to replenish this, and I want something delicious. Like, let's do it. When I was still in the diet culture trenches, I was still under the mentality of like, oh, I worked so hard. I don't want to, like, cancel out my workout. So I don't know if I want to get a burrito. And this next bout of information can actually help us, I think, this is the science that can help us let that go And be just like my husband and say, yeah, let's go get a freaking burrito because that sounds delicious. (laughs) So post-exercise, blood flow is actually different for men compared to women. So men have this enhanced blood flow to their muscles, which aids in recovery and is awesome. Women, yeah, we tend to shunt blood away from the muscle, which can prevent or delay repair. Beyond that, our capacity for muscle glycogen turnover, so repairing and accessing that stored carbohydrate, it's actually lower. And this is going to be amplified when our estrogen levels are higher. So like right before you ovulate and about 7 to 10 days before you start your period, your body and my body does not access that stored glycogen as well as it would if we didn't have estrogen. Whereas men who don't have high estrogen just, you know, go through this normally all the time. What would life be like like that? I think about that all the time because when my estrogen is high, I can feel it and my emotions feel it. I'm tired. I'm moody. Now that I am in sync with my cycle and I understand my body and how it works, I can navigate these, these highs and lows. But I always think to myself, what would life be like if I didn't have to think about this? Like if it just was normal all the time. Oh, those men. Hormones are a... Yeah. (laughs) Women, we tend to burn more carbohydrates, whereas men, they burned an increased proportion of fat. And our ability to recover is then limited by the amount of carb we consume. So I just think this is really important for us ladies to wrap our heads around because we are the ones that tend to be more carb restrictive and falling into this carbs are bad trap. When in reality, that's hurting us more because if we're going to recover from a workout in that post-workout state, we're burning more carbs. Men are burning fat but we're burning carbs. And so in order to even access our fat stores and increase the rate at which our body breaks down fat, we have to have carbohydrate on board. And then adding to that catabolic response that I was talking about a little bit earlier, progesterone, one of our many wonderful hormones, also increases muscle breakdown. If you combine this with the catabolic response to exercise, post-exercise nutrition becomes even more crucial for us ladies to repair and rebuild muscle and reduce our body's signaling to store fat. And so long story short, our bodies are much more complicated than men. We have ebbs and flows of hormones and our bodies changing throughout that entire cycle. When estrogen's high, we need more carbs to even break down and access fat in our stored carbohydrate. And then when progesterone spikes, that catabolic response is amplified. Eesh. Okay, so have I sold you enough? Like we need that burrito post-workout. <laughs> When you are looking to build a post-workout snack, here's our motto. We are going to refuel. So most importantly, we need to put something in our bodies. And that is going to repair and rebuild. Those are the main goals and the mission of this post-workout snacks. We want to be doing that within 30 minutes post-exercise. For us ladies, our insulin sensitivity is heightened for a shorter window than men. So in other words, our body is like a sponge after we work out. Like it is just soaking in all the food that we eat and putting it in places to repair and rebuild. Women's window is shorter. It's about 30 minutes, whereas men, it can be, oh my gosh, I don't even want to tell you guys this. It's gonna, It made me so mad when I read this study, but it can actually be up to like 21 hours after a workout, whereas women, 
I mean, we're 30 minutes is I like the highest sensitivity our body has to fuel, but it's not going to last much longer than two, two and a half hours. So we got to eat. Girls got to eat after they sweat. After we pass that two, two and a half hours post-exercise, the rate at which we replenish glycogen drops by 50%. So we really do have this like heightened metabolic activity after we move and we get our heart rate up and we want to take advantage of that for the repair and rebuild process. Otherwise, we are up a creek and our body's working against what we're trying to do. We're more likely to store fat. We are less likely to put stored energy back into our muscles. And the next day when we go to the gym, we're going to feel even worse. So here is what we can eat to refuel. There are two things we want. Just like we talked about in yesterday's podcast, what to eat before, we are looking for a protein to carb combo. Post-exercise specifically, we're looking for like a two to one carb to protein ratio with at least 25 grams of protein. So that's going to look like at least 25 grams of protein and 50 grams of carbohydrates. I want all you ladies to check out what you're eating after you exercise and see if you're anywhere close to that 50 grams of carbs. I bet most of you are not for whatever reason. I mean, I know for many years I didn't add that post-carb dose in because I was scared. And I thought if I add that in, it it totally overrides the hard work I did in the workout and then I'm not going to lose weight. It's like, ugh. again, this is why I just I can't stand like the focus on lose weight. I mean, if you want to lose weight, if it's in alignment with your values and it improves your overall quality of life. Yes, I am on board. But when that is the only thing we are focused on, we miss these opportunities to repair and rebuild our body because we're just looking for any and every opportunity to reduce our caloric intake. But when it comes to post-workout nutrition, this is not the time nor the place to do it. So we're looking for a two to one carb to protein ratio with at least 25 grams of protein. Within that protein choice, it is ideal to get at least six grams of branched chain amino acid. So that's going to come from like animal products, yogurt, and oftentimes you will see it in supplements. Like most protein powders have branched chain amino acids on there. And just to be like totally in on the nerd club, branched chain amino acids are going to be leucine, isoleucine, and valine. Those are the three amino acids that are considered really powerful post-exercise because they're digested directly in your muscles. So yeah, make sure you're looking for those branch chain amino acids. When we're building this post-exercise snack, we've got the macros down. Now there's one food in particular that is not recommended. And this is the one that I was like, crap, I was doing it wrong. (laughs) I'm one of those. I love to come home and I make a smoothie. It's easy. I get my fruits and veggies in and I feel really good. Well, as I was preparing for this, I was reminded of the research out there, which I knew, I knew this. This is the thing that it's like, I know this, but I don't like it. So I I just forget it. (laughs) But there is a lot of research looking at post-exercise antioxidant consumption. And, And what we know is that after we exercise, our body is in that immunosuppressive response. Our things are inflamed and our body's looking to repair and rebuild. And part of adapting and growing stronger in response to exercise is that our body increases its ability to pump out antioxidants. Now, if we have antioxidants after we exercise, we blunt our body's ability to create their own. (laughs) I know, right? So this is one of those things that if you're doing this and you're having a smoothie after your exercise and you're all proud because you think, oh, here I went to the gym and then I come home and I build this like really nutrient-dense antioxidant smoothie. Girl, I am a dietitian. I do this for a living. I've been doing it for over a decade and I was doing this too. So don't, don't feel weird about that. But here's where we can grow and modify what we're eating to maximize the biological benefits of this post-workout snack. 
not having something like fruit, specifically fruit that's really rich in color because those are going to be the fruits that have a higher antioxidant capacity. We want to save those for later. Furthermore, having that fructose, which is sugar from fruit, takes a little bit longer for the body to break down because fructose has to go through the liver and we really need glucose to your muscle cells as fast as possible. So a couple of reasons to avoid fruit after your workout, but primarily because we want that internal antioxidant generator to pump out antioxidants better and more efficiently every time. And if we're giving our body that either from a smoothie or in a supplement dose, we're not allowing our body to fully adapt and grow. I'm laughing in my head because this sounds like a conversation I just had with my husband about my little boy who is like getting bigger by the day and I'm his mama and I will do anything for him. Like I'm really trying not to raise mama's boys, but I'm pretty sure I am. (laughs) But we're trying to teach him, you know, to make his own bed and clear his own plate and all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm his mom. I love serving him. So I want to do that for him all the time. My husband was like, babe, you got to knock it off. Like you've got to let him do this for himself because if he doesn't start this, these habits now, like he's not going to know how to take care of himself. And then his future girlfriend or future wife's going to hate you because you coddled him and he's not going to have a future girlfriend or wife. And I kind of thought, oh, you're right. But this is exactly what we're doing with our bodies and antioxidants. So if we avoid giving our body like the easy access antioxidants immediately after exercise, our body learns how to do it itself and gets better and stronger and its capacity for producing antioxidants grows. So smoothie lovers, I'm talking to myself too. All we have to do is push our smoothie to the afternoon. And so I started doing this again. I used to do this all the time, but then I started adding it back in the morning when COVID hit because it was easy, but I'm going to push it back to the afternoon. And I did this last week and I was quickly reminded of how great you feel when you add an afternoon smoothie. It's really incredible. I mean, you get fruit, you get veggies. I throw some protein powder in mine. You get water. So you're hydrated. I mean, talk about something to counteract that two o'clock, three o'clock energy dip. So smoothie lovers, let's just push our smoothie to the afternoon. And instead, we are going to build this two to one carb to protein ratio snack or meal without that heavy dose of antioxidants. So here's some examples. Trader Joe's has these little hash browns that look like the ones from McDonald's, but you can buy them in the frozen section. You can actually toast them in the toaster. So they're really easy to make. So this is going to be like a quicker grab and go option. So you can toast two of those and then have two eggs with egg white and bam, you're hitting that two to one carb to protein ratio. When I make my eggs, I like to doctor them up a little bit and make sure you're following me on social media because eventually I'm going to make a video on this because I want everyone to know how to make fluffy eggs. I just haven't quite had the time nor the ability to film this and make it look pretty because gosh filming food is really challenging and taking even food pictures. I mean it's a unique talent and one that I don't really have so I'm eventually going to get there but in the meantime this will have to do. So I make eggs I use two egg whole eggs because I love the way the whole egg tastes. I get some choline in there. I add an extra egg white because that's going to bump me over 20 grams of protein without adding excess fat. And while I make these fluffy eggs, what I do is I mix them, mix them, mix them. The whole time they're cooking on the stove, I am stirring them and they start to get a little fluffy. Now, right before they're almost done cooking, I put a huge dollop of Greek yogurt in there. That actually stops the cooking immediately and it creates this really creamy scrambled egg. It also adds a little extra protein from the Greek yogurt. And then the last thing I'll drop in there is some nutritional yeast. Nutritional yeast is also additional protein, but it's loaded with B vitamins. So it's just adding a little dose of nutrition to my eggs. And if you like eggs, you're probably thinking, gosh, those sound amazing. I want those. And if you don't like eggs, you're probably thinking gross. 
Greek yogurt and nutritional yeast. <laughs> in my house, I have both. I have one boy that loves these eggs, and then I have another boy that's like covering his nose because he can hardly stand the way they look and smell. So that's a pretty quick and easy breakfast. If you want to get a little more crafty, you can do like shredded sweet potatoes with grilled onions, and then I throw some turkey sausage and either fluffy eggs or just a couple eggs on top and make this breakfast bowl. Or if you are on the go and do not have time, and you're like, Jess, I made a smoothie because it was easy. What the heck am I supposed to do? Because I can't make eggs and hash browns every morning. Guys, a scoop of protein in eight ounces of milk with two to four energy bites will get the job done too. I mean, that's a really quick, easy build. It's lower in antioxidants, high in carb, checks the protein box. It meets all the needs. And if you want to know which energy bites are my favorite, check out my Instagram. I just posted some a few weeks ago with oats and dates, all kinds of goodness. But you can play around with different recipes on those guys. Those no-bake energy bites are my jam. And then, of course, there's always like a scoop of protein and a cliff Bar. Whatever you got to do to hit those two-to-one ratio and get food in your system as fast as possible, girl, you got to get it done. So to recap for you ladies today, we have got to eat after we work out. Our immune system is suppressed. We have a catabolic response to exercise, so our body's more likely to break down our bodies internally, cannibalizing ourselves. Ew. (laughs) And then our fluctuation in hormones makes it even more difficult for us to repair and rebuild muscle. There is that window, that 30-minute window that's ideal for us women to take in and get food back into our body. So if you need to do that really quickly with a scoop of protein and a cliff bar, do it. If you have a little bit more time and flexibility, let's make some fluffy eggs and either hash browns or sweet potatoes. Mm. However you choose to refuel your body, what I hope this episode has done for you is given you permission to respond to those food cravings that you feel after you work out because girl, you biologically need them. All right, so here's to a week of making killer post-workout snacks and getting stronger every day. Make sure you guys tune in tomorrow. I'm going to be dropping Fuel Your Workout the other 23 hours. So what are we supposed to eat the other 23 hours and how does that impact our workout? And then I've got one final awesome episode for you guys, interview with one of my friends, Joelle Cease, where we are talking about how to sync your workouts with your cycle. Really important topic for us ladies out there because yeah, those hormones are a... All right. Hope you have a fabulous day, ladies. Cheers and happy eating. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome Food Foundations, my 10-step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.